everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. How's it going? We had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties getting things set up tonight. Change of plans. We're here early for your Street Fight Basement show. Thanks for being here. As always, you can find what we do on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. You can watch along. Jump in the chat. Tell us what you think. We're here to help you spread this mess across the U.S. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We're spreading our mess to Texas in October. It's happening October 14th in uh, Austin, Texas. October 16th, Oklahoma City. October 17th, Dallas, Texas. And October 18th, Friday night in Houston, Texas at Houston Underground. Street Fight Radio and Party World Wrestling is going to team up for the event of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it, folks. If you're in fucking Shreveport, make the drive. Uh, we are selling tickets for 15 bucks for that night. Uh, the other ones just depend on whatever the venue charged us. You can find all that information at Street Fight, streetfightradio.com. If you want more info, if you're ready to buy tickets, just head straight to store.streetfightradio.com and that will get you squared away. We also have coming up on Monday, September 30th, the Shocktober bonus show. Brian and Felix from Chapo Trap House have been co-hosting a show all, you know, all this month. They're ready to go. We're ready to release them. Jake's been editing them. You'll be able to get that uh, on our premium audio feed. It's five bucks. Everyone that gives five dollars or more over on Patreon.com will have access to that show. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, the first episode is Opie and Anthony. And on top of like getting to hear us talk about Opie and Anthony, which is the show that me and Felix were probably the most familiar with, uh, you get a lot of behind the scenes Chapo and Street Fight stuff, too. And even just a look into like the insecurities of people like us that do things like this. And I, I think it's a really good show. I th- the first one was really great. I mean, all of them have been good so far, uh-huh. but that first one, I think if, if you're like, kind of like, I don't even care about the shock jocks. There is like other stuff in these shows. And like, uh, Opie and Anthony was a really good sort of uh, thing to compare ourselves to Get in started. a way, you know, cause it's like two partners, they were they were partners. They worked together for twenty years, and it's interesting. You know, like their career arc was very weird. So it's true. I think people really enjoy that, and I think people enjoy all the rest of them too. Uh, we just finished Bubba the Love Sponge. Uh, I ended up falling in love with him, but uh, Felix ended up uh, thinking he's a worm. So <laughs> fair and balanced show, I guess. Both sides. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how's it going? Like, uh, what are we doing here tonight? What do we got? We got, uh, the president's going to maybe get impeached. It's an impeachment inquiry. Yeah. So that's happening. Hey, pretty surprising. You know, it's something. Here's what I don't like. Okay. And, uh, I'm, I, I am a hundred percent. I want to say this before I go into all this stuff. I'm a hundred percent for impeaching him. And, uh, even if. That means that we impeach all of them for the rest of time because I think it could. Uh, I think the first time we successfully impeach a guy and he actually has to leave, yeah. I think every time people are like, gonna be like, "We got to impeach this motherfucker." He's about to be up for re-election. Let's just kick him out <laughs> yeah. instead. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I I thought about that yesterday. Like I saw a, a, a op ed written by John Yu. He was the torture memo guy. Okay. He wrote the torture memos back in the day. And, and I saw I saw that thing, and he was like, it could set like a dangerous precedent. And I'm like, who gives it? Like who fucking cares about these presidents? Let's just fucking get them in there. I mean, like impeachment should be easier. Because yeah. you should be able to, like, get them in there. Look, I'm not begrudging these Trump people their chance to have their guy. That's the way the system works, and they fucking won. You know what I mean? And technically, if we're, if I know, you know, only, like, 40% of the population votes anyway, and only half of them voted for Trump, and even less people voted for Trump than Hillary or whatever like that. It's like, we gave him a shot, man. He's bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, it's a buddy. too much. <laughs> Kick him out the fucking door. They should just let people. I don't. I Well, I know why, you know, but they just you should just have another election. I like that yeah. British shit. I love that British shit where it's just like all of a sudden somebody can be like, we're having an election and then have to have an election. That's my shit. I didn't know about that. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Obviously, I'm not an expert on British on politics, British politics or anything. But uh, I'm not an expert on British politics or anything. But from my understanding is that the way it is is there has to be an election every certain amount of years, I believe, and the person, the party that is in charge or whatever, or either the prime minister can just be like. The election's next year, and then everybody has to do an election. And I'm like, I kind of like the idea of it being like, just whenever the fuck we decide we're tired of the people. Four years is a long time, dude. Yeah. Imagine being in jail for four years. Fuck that. And we're kind of in jail every four years. We got some new maniac fucking running the thing. I think if we could get rid of them quicker, they might do better stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you get the best out of it, out of people by constantly changing. <laughs> Probably not. But they couldn't do anything. Right. That would that be would the be plus. Nice. That would be the big plus. <laughs> yeah. But I would rather just see, I, I really would rather see things get more granular to the point where we could like settle this Facebook war like at the end of the day. Like yeah. we could vote on something by the end of the day. I think so too. I, I just, I, the way that well, That's not what they want because it doesn't benefit them yeah they don't want us getting all hot and bothered with our like pitch pitchforks and shit yeah and they make too much money having us fight all day like there's so much more money in having us just constantly fighting with each other yeah you know like the news gets to report on it the news gets to post tweets like that is the work like we talked about this when we were on tour with jack and leslie about how twitter is like one percent of the population it's like nobody's on twitter Nobody, none of, not a, the only two people on Twitter in my friend group are me and Brett, and we make a living online, and that's the only reason we're on it, probably. Yeah. Also, because we're, I'm addicted to online, but, um, but me and Brett are the only two people we know, but this fucking site really does drive the discourse. Like, you will see people yelling about something one day on Twitter, and then the next day, it's on the goddamn fucking news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it is a matter of, uh, you know, wherever we, you know, if important or influential people, lots of media figures spend their time there, and that makes it kind of important. Like, it, that's all that matters. It doesn't, like, you can't 
deem something important, it's only when it has attention is it important, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's a place where you can go on and uh, kind of say, like, you know, what the fuck are we really doing here to somebody that, you know, before never had to hear this shit. It's like Dan Rather has yeah. to hear. Well, he doesn't now. But, I, and, you know, when Dan Rather was the guy, I, we thought, I, you know, Shocktober has been, like, a really interesting kind of look because all that stuff happened sort of pre-internet, pre-social media. You know what I mean? Some of it happened in the internet age, but you know, kind of the heyday of it was pre that we, we had had this conversation about how like basically everything was so top down that all the stuff you got, you just assumed if you didn't like it, you were wrong about it. Yeah. If that, does that make sense to you? Like sure. there were things that, I mean, the way I, I'll just do it in the way we did on Shocktober is like no panties Thursday is lame as hell. Right. And if Bubba, the love sponge had gone on Twitter in 2018 and said, I'm launching no panties Thursday, it would have, people would have been in the mentions within minutes saying this is dumb as shit, but it lasted 10 years on this show because nobody could tell him it sucked, you know, yeah, or that it was world. boring, you know? Right. And, there was uh, no response. Yeah. And everything was like that back then. I think that's why technic, like, I mean, I don't think entertainment's getting better, but I think it's like. They understand better what we like and what we want. Well, no, you just have the chance to pick to to pick and choose what you want to sift through it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird to like the kids, the the teens and stuff don't have like uh, uh they have like Billie Eilish, I guess, but they're like the way I see Gwen listening not- to music is very strange because it's like. It's not like a see, genre. Was- She's not a genre kid. I yeah, guess we're very disjointed now. Yeah, I kind of like. And there it. was like used to be on the we would it used to be like I would get up and have my coffee and watch the Today Show and then like Billie Eilish would come out with a bunch of straps hanging off of her clothing <laughs> and I would spit it out and be like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> is this what Gwen's been listening to?" It's so true, right? I, yeah, I mean yeah. that was like when Stone Cold went on like Today Show and stuff. Like there used to be a real celebrity. We just are in a it's a different environment it's whatever we want like you know we can grab control i guess you know even you know yeah i think there's still like a huge there is like one there people are, are still huge watching the mask singer people turned in for the mask oh my tonight. god it's crazy we're <laughs> yeah. recording during the mask singer Which and my bad entire idea. twitter is the masked singer it's wild to me how much people are watching that show but hey i kind of like it because there was a period in time where we all sort of got along about one thing. <laughs> sure. You know, like Survivor. Remember that yeah. first year of Survivor? Oh, yeah. Motherfucking nobody disliked each other during that first year of Survivor. <laughs> Just wanted to know your favorites. <laughs> I know. I know. You'd be arguing. Of, oh, fucking Rudy. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, you know? Right. But everybody had like an opinion and it wasn't so deadly serious. But then like now that we are all dispersed. Among all these different genres, like, you know, prestige TV is a genre, right? And, like, uh, there are reality shows in that world, but they're all documentaries, yeah. you know what I mean? I and, can, like, we can just completely I can avoid close it. off from trash 
Trash TV, yeah. which we used to sit and fucking watch Trash TV because we had to. That was all that was around. I know. I you know. Could, there was no, like, you had to go sit on the computer and, like, stare at it and make it do stuff. It wasn't <laughs> just, like, throwing shit at you constantly. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you had to actually, like, go to a site to, like, you had to know something good to look at and, like, look it up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's weird how we use the internet now, though, compared to back then, in that just gonna keep speeding up right well that we go to like we only go to like three pages a day mostly you know most people aren't doing a whole lot on that app stuff yeah yeah. and and sites don't exist really like i went to corn site the other day because they just released a new album there's nothing there and like they just released a new album and you would think like back in the day man when you released a new album the whole site went through an overhaul and it was completely new and there was like a new video and stuff and then you go to the site now and it's just like go to our facebook what are you fucking doing this looks, <laughs> t- this looks like this looks like it's theme for the album is it okay yeah. okay i mean i went on there and it seemed very sparse i guess you know corn.com oh yeah i mean well anymore yeah you aren't trying you uh, yeah i mean anymore i mean that's just not how we relate with people you know i mean it's the the feed is where you can find all of the intimate stuff that people want to hear you know yeah yeah all the good stuff so yeah i mean i i like i said i it was Uh oh oh well it was one of those things that was like uh somebody got flagged in our group oh no for what one of our posts let me see oh there's none in there i don't know why it said it was flagged sorry sorry for uh take whenever something like that happens i just close facebook really because there's a bunch of people there that can deal with that problem i don't know why it looked but uh let's do a new story here how's that sound to you yeah i love it i think i got some extra stuff this week that we're gonna i've been holding back for a few weeks okay the extra this, i got i got two kind of contemporary news stories that people uh people sent me or that i saw a group of san francisco neighbors came up with their own solution after they said the city wouldn't help them with the local homeless and drug dealer population according to cnn affiliate affiliate kgo they put boulders on the sidewalks the group has been going to city meetings and filing reports with the city for six months according to kgo but they haven't had any luck after a turf war one night one of the residents told kgo the neighbors had had enough i got to the point where everyone was just done people had knives and guns out and people were fighting and carrying on and walking up in the neighborhood asking not to be identified the residents told kgo a group of neighbors pitched in to buy 24 boulders that are now placed on their sidewalk to discourage the homeless from pitching tents i mean how do boulders do that though like where where does the boulders can you not walk there anymore you can walk there they're just on near the curb they just laid boulders along the curb i guess probably no space for a tent yeah. is what they're going for right god what a helly place san francisco is you know i mean it's to be fair san francisco gets a lot of shit but the hostile architecture is everywhere yeah, like yeah. every city i go to it's has right, a shitload right, of it we can it's right down the road i know i know right on right on high street in columbus ohio there are benches with the arm in the middle all the benches have an arm in the yeah. middle downtown which is great what a wild thing i think about that arm in the middle of the bench is like there so people can't sleep on it and it like 
Benches used to <laughs> benches used to be a thing you took your best sweetie to uh-huh. and put your arm around her and snuggled up to and you sat on the bench and you did some like people watching or whatever. Heavy and petting her a present or well, I mean you don't have to do heavy petting, <laughs> but you know, you can put your arm around your best sweetheart, you give them a box of chocolates or candy or roses or something sure. like that, and you sit there and you watch the thing. Now there's an arm like right there in the middle of it. You can't even sit next to your best sweetheart. Yeah. You know, sure. and it's all just to keep people from laying down, which is you would like you have to be a sick person to like even think of the ideas of like of, of being you're, there is a there is a person that sat down and said, I hate the idea that these people are laying down on benches. How can we stop that from happening? <laughs> yeah, that's not really what happened, though. I mean, a bunch of regular citizens said we despise the homeless and this is a problem and someone has to fix it. Yeah. It's not just one angry person. It's a whole disgusting society that does it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's not just one person. The person did the design, but the society made the decision. I mean, what do they say? What what do we do, actually, about people without homes if, if, like, we don't want them anywhere, you know? Um, Like, it's just something I – we used to have this conversation a lot about drug testing welfare, recipients all the time and it was like well okay so what's the next logical step of drug testing welfare recipients and kicking them off of welfare if they if they fail a drug test it's like then they can't buy food and then like they die that's the point like is that really the because they're not I mean, obviously, they knew they were going to get drug tested, and they didn't stop doing drugs. Right. (laughs) It wasn't enough of a deterrent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. There's no, there isn't the, the conversation isn't happening, and unfortunately, we have too many people. Like voting is the problem. This is like where voting gets, gets us into an issue. The people that live here are not making the decisions about what goes on here. That is true, and at least in Columbus, like a lot of the decisions that happen downtown they are not s- made by us. Our districts are cr- so crazy cut up. I know. I had no idea until people started saying, hey, y'all need to look into this representative. He might be in your district. And I find out that like our district is like a pie. Like They just come in and grab a little scoop of the city, and then they make draw around a whole fucking suburb. Right. We're not making our... We are not There's responsible no for our There's no downtown laws. block. There's yeah. no downtown block. And there should be... And, and not only should there be but that is how I really think that's how you solve a lot of this antagonism between people too because if you just let us run our fucking thing and let them run their thing things would be a lot better you know maybe do it like in a bullseye system where the middle gets their block and then you do around that and then around that and then around that then a bunch of people with aligned feelings and interests are voting together yeah it's absurd (laughs) it is we're not we don't make any decisions uh i I mean at least in columbus i'm sure there are places of the country in ohio still like i feel like i'm not represented at all in this place you're not you're absolutely not represented because it's uh it it doesn't you're not um what's the word like your vote doesn't matter. Your representative is a Republican. Your governor is a Republican. Like everybody that represents you is conservative, except for maybe, maybe people on the school board. Right. Because the school board is a Columbus institution, you know, it's like inside the city. But it is like 
the homeless people in some of these cities suffer because people that never encounter a homeless person get to make the rules about what we how we treat homeless people because i truly i i just don't know a lot of people that live in the city that have an enormous problem with them you know i mean maybe the people that pay 200 500,000 a year or 500,000 dollars for a condo are they're out of like sort of my range and and I kind of I don't talk to them or understand them or know them but I know that the people that I know are not clamoring to make life as uncomfortable as possible for homeless people right yeah i mean and this then there's um there's a solution there you know which is just give them homes <laughs> yeah they like the streets aren't like to the people that want them, that want shelter, I mean, I don't think the streets is enough of a deterrent, you know? Like, we've proven that now for a very long time. Yeah. Like, how long is it going to go on? Yeah. I mean, rent should just be... I, you just make it free for everybody. What the hell? <laughs> universal rent seem, The Universal rent is the best idea we've come up since since Recreational Hospital. Which I think is also the best idea we've come up with since the Department of Policing and Sanitation. <laughs> Those were maybe three of our best <laughs> options. I don't know. I still like um, uh, I still like uh, cereal silos. Yeah, I mean, it seems like or even good granola yeah. and trail mix too. Bulk, yeah, bulk silos. Only like three or four kinds of cereal. Actually, we should talk about that because that was a really fun thing that happened Old over Benny. the weekend, wasn't it? Benny it's Johnson. Very interesting. Yeah, Benny Johnson took a trip to Cuba, and uh, Benny Johnson is the he used to work for BuzzFeed. Used to work for BuzzFeed. Fired for plagiarism. Fired for plagiarism. I believe now he works for the Daily Caller, which is just a conservative rag. Sure, you know what I mean. He's just he's a conservative guy. You know. Uh, journalist type, I guess. I well, guess. I if mean, you've worked he, for BuzzFeed and the Daily Caller. I but, don't know if you're a journalist, but but I think, but he like he gave BuzzFeed the character that it has, like the listicles and like I was he was in. I believe he was in charge of a lot of that stuff, right? Oh no, I thought that I thought he was just a writer there. I thought the uh, guy, the Chelsea Peretti's brother. Oh, is that who it is? Shit, I, I thought. Don't I don't know though. I'm not sure. But uh, BuzzFeed Benny. BuzzFeed Benny was his name. And uh, Benny Johnson, he he went to Cuba and uh, he went to take a trip. I don't know if he went to take a vacation or if he went to see how people are living down in Cuba. But um, he was sadly disappointed and his entire vacation was ruined because they only had one brand of canned tomatoes. <laughs> they only had one brand of televisions and they only had one brand of uh, trying to think of what else he showed. Blenders. Blender. And uh, just things that you would never need more than one brand of ever, right? Yeah. Um, this was essentially him saying that, like, it's really fucked up here. Cuba is really fucked up because when you go down the tomato aisle, it's just one brand. You know, you don't get to pick. You don't get to pick between Del Monte and Diavolo. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And and you know what's funny? So I responded to that post and said, I can't feel free. This was my response. I can't feel free unless there are 34 different kinds of tomatoes that exist. Okay. Yes. And uh, you would B 
be surprised at how many people love brands. Oh, I bet. <laughs> who responded oh, bet. to me and said, oh, well, I use different kinds of tomato paste for different things. And I was like, you wouldn't be if we lived in yeah. socialism. <laughs> you wouldn't need to do all that. <laughs> that would just be gone. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, I'll say it's this. All, and, and, I've, and I've tried to convince you of this uh, through Aldi is that they literally – they are t- making tomato paste, and then they load up the, like, Del Monte labels. They load up the Dole labels. They load them all up, and they just switch them out. And then eventually, at the end of the day, they do the GFS label. They just do the white can, and it's the cheapest one that they sell to manufacturers. I actually know? don't believe that still, though, because, like, uh, I mean, most of the stuff at Aldi is fine, but, like, their peanut butter cups don't taste like Reese at all. Okay. You know? And like uh they probably don't have access to that recipe. They don't have the Reese, right? So there are things they do that, have others. But I'll say they this have most everything else. When I first started uh cooking a lot. So I started cooking when when I uh got They injured. definitely got the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. They got the Girl sure. Scout cookies That's for sad. 89 cents. Feel bad for the Girl Scouts. I know they way. undercut the fuck out of them. I mean, Keebler did it first. Keebler did it. You know, do it it's Keebler's fucking fault. What Keebler happened was, was straight up. Yeah, they straight up were just like, we'll do I it. hear people like Girl Scout cookies. Grasshopper, that sounds absurd. Chocolate <laughs> mint. Oh, you want that, but you can't have it right now? We'll make it. <laughs> that was so sad to me when I first saw it, when I walked in to the store and I first saw the, the Girl Scout cookie Keebler section. Yeah. And I looked and I was like, oh, no, was, Girl Scout cookies aren't special anymore. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about them anymore. No one's even throwing a fit. Like, they sh- we should have, like, stomped them all out. We should have said, like, this is unacceptable. We only buy these from Girl Scouts. Everybody was like, oh, finally, I don't have to fucking wait until the Girl Scout. I don't, I, to, I don't have to put these in the freezer anymore. I know. I mean, some things can just, like, be seasonal, I they think. They can. We don't I even think, make those cookies yeah, all year. I don't need them. Yeah. I was so... I don't eat Samoas at all I anymore. Don't eat, I don't, I don't eat either. any Samoas anymore because they poisoned the well on the Samoa. It used to be so exciting. To get the Samoas, because there was no other kind of cookie like it. It was so exciting. I've had so many Samoas now. It's just like, fuck them. I just like couldn't care less about these cookies yeah. anymore. Because they're around all the time. Can I make you mad? What? Kansas Beach Patrol in the chat says Justin's over Reese's. Uh, well, I mean, that's a fancy that's a fancy boy attitude, and it's yeah. okay to be a fancy boy. I like boy. organic. But he worked at the co-op, too. That's and, you true. Know, Justin's are shit. I like know? Justin's. And, but they just don't it's taste little, like Reese. It doesn't taste the same. Reese tastes... But I don't think it's the best tasting. Reese is the best tasting of the peanut butter cups. I mean, come on. It's great. I mean, some of the knockoffs are fine. Can I say that a one... A Buckeye of, is still okay. Mm. Can, let me just say that one of the best tasting... Homemade Buckeye over Reese. The, no. Yes. One of the best tasting That's desserts... That's Ohio of you. ...in the history of the world. One of the best tasting... De- I think it might be my number one or two is the Reese Cup Blizzard. It's like number one or number two. Yeah. It's just an amazing flavor. Those candy blizzards are horrible. Yeah. Shut it. There's okay. nothing there. There's Reese cups it's and vanilla, vanilla ice, ice cream. cream, and they poured a pack of candy in that anybody can do it. I know it's good. It's good. It's great. But they get it mixed up right. You know, that's just, no. I mean, I'm not trying to fight about this. I'm just saying it's the best, one of the best desserts, and it's because of the Reese flavor. They, and people are going to yell at us for saying Reese. So, anyway, uh, do you think Cuba has Reese cups? Probably not. Ugh. They well, got, like, I don't care, got, though. That's they got thing. Cubano cups. What I was trying to say 
It's the same thing as Reese's, same formula, but it's just not the name. What I was trying Which to say- Which means Brian will never be convinced. I know. What I, I, they will taste different. You could do a blind taste test and I'd be able to tell you which one's which for sure. Why don't just you, different packaging? But why you don't would you be able buy, to tell the, by the package? No, if you bought Justin's and Reese's, no, I'm talking about Cubano cups and well, yeah. Reese's cups, okay, which are the same, just different packaging. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying if you bought them and then cut them so I, I think, couldn't tell which was which, I would know, I would but, still know and like the Reese's better. This has been established too that at this point, like. Under like an American Jesus type communism, like we would like Reese, that we wouldn't bother making like Reese's substitutes. We would just get Reese's to everybody that wants fucking Reese's. Yeah, that's right? the way I think. It's, it's like, like that's we, the maximum good brand. It's like the Walmart. Yeah, it's like it, it's the thing with like also with Cuba <laughs> with the with the blenders. It's like everybody should get a fucking Cuisinart, so that way they can keep it for twenty years and they don't have to buy one that shorts out or breaks. Because they bought it for nineteen sixteen on an end cap at fucking Walmart, right? Yeah, like yeah. we should just make the good like KitchenAid mixers. That's the only mix. That's the state mixer for everybody. You can all access the attachments from the library. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you, dude. I, I like just stop what? making Bobo broke ass low quality horse shit just because we're paying people so little that they, they can't afford anything else. Well, something I've thought about, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is that when I when I started cooking back in probably like 2009 was about when I started like taking it seriously because I cooked before. But I like didn't really know how because I was work. Me and my wife were both working full time jobs, and we had a daughter, and it was just like I didn't never learn growing up. Which a lot of there's so many dudes out there that never learned. <laughs> oh no, that was very. They just I didn't never either. picked it up. I, I had didn't no either. idea. I was afraid to cook beef until 2009. I was never required to cook, mm -hmm. and if I. Sometimes I would volunteer and then I would like give up halfway through and it was never a problem. Yeah, nobody ever showed me either. Nobody ever called me and pulled me aside and said like, here's how you make anything beyond like macaroni and cheese and a, and a grilled cheese sandwich, you know. But uh, when I started cooking, I, I found it very important to buy the most expensive ingredients. Now, the ingredients that are more expensive are good usually they're maybe better a lot of times it depends on what you're buying because there are times where they're not better but i've yeah, found pasteurized cheese product still rates pretty high yeah i've found though uh in in the years that i've been cooking and like i know a lot of people that are very good at cooking i'm a pretty good cook you know um that when it comes to things like tomatoes like canned tomatoes and stuff it doesn't matter it, you, what kind you, you have use. to bring it you the yeah. the tomato is not going to do the work for you i know this is a <laughs> tomato that was picked 19 months ago has been sitting in a warehouse and in the dark for months you have to do it you have to make it the star of the show it's not going to like turn around your fucking marinara you have to add your own spices and seasonings and shit. You gotta, right. Yeah. Well, the things he's... Grill some peppers and onions and shit to throw and in there. pointing that out, his tweet actually said to send that those pictures to AOC and Bernie Sanders to show them what socialism <laughs> looks like. Because, again, he's Imagine saying that there's no freedom of choice over there. But I feel like there isn't really one here. They just put a different 
different cartoon man on all the boxes or woman, you know, or non-binary person or fucking bear or rabbit or uh, a fucking frog. Like everything's made out of the same shit. Yeah. You know, the, the tomato aisle could honestly, the aisle with the fucking canned tomatoes could all be the same thing. And like, if they, if you went tomorrow and all they had was the store brand tomatoes, Nobody would complain. Not a single person would be mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody would be mad if there was only one brand of canned well, green it, beans. Especially, I mean, and it even is like, so people, maybe someone's family recipe they turned into a goddamn marinara business or something is fine. But so much of that, if you rip the label off of it, it is the same. It comes it's from the garbage. same place. Yeah, you don't need, we don't fucking need. All the canned stuff. Yeah, we don't the need like, we don't need 15 low budget versions of tomato sauce because they're all pretty much the fucking same thing, you know? Look, I buy $9 jars of fucking tomato sauce when I make pasta because it's like kind of the star of the show and I feel like it has to taste good. I know? buy the Carfanas. I do I like- do too. That's what I buy. <laughs> we in the Carfanas. We're the car- Basilico. Mark's had it on. I do the Basilico pom- yeah, Pomodoro. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I buy. And I buy it because it tastes good or whatever. But again, Mark's had socialism the best deal on wouldn't it. stomp out people making their own thing no, and no. selling it. And that's what I'm buying when I buy that. That's just a local- fucking butcher shop making an old family recipe of tomato sauce and selling it and nobody's saying that shit is gonna go away people are still gonna make things and people are still gonna sell things and you're gonna be able to get there's nothing you're not gonna be able to get it's just we don't need all this extra shit. We don't well, need 15 different brands of TV but then we have to <clears throat> but then we have to come to the acceptance that there are people at del monte there's people at dole there's people at green giant that are coming up with ad campaigns on how to make tomatoes sexy again yes right remember the they're mayo like, ones? they're like how can we can we get a tomato mo- emoji added could we turn it into like the front butt or something <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the mayos Remember when they were like mayo was for teens and like they had like these hip Brooklyn people on a rooftop and (laughs) they were like up there. Miracle Whip. I thought it was. Was it Miracle Whip Um, or mayo? I I thought they're the same thing to me because I don't eat either, you know, but I I, I know they're different. I think it was whip. Yeah. Miracle Whip, right? Miracle Whip. Miracle. I mean, whip is more in Miracle Whip is more in line with like the ironic um like bad food like ketchup and hot dogs and macaroni and cheese and shit right but yeah i but what i'm i i get what you're i get worrying about losing because i i feel like they're loot they they are worried about losing stuff yeah that that they find to be important but but, but then none just, of that is going to happen but they're filling their that's the thing is that in america you get to fill your life with moments where you're proud of your tomato sauce so that way you can avoid how little you're accomplishing (laughs) so that you can avoid that you go and sit in a building and try to figure out how to uh, make new packaging for soap that people have been buying for a hundred fucking years. You have to make uh, new packaging for this month. It has different iridescent paints on it or something or a partnership (laughs) with DuPont for a new 3M coating to catch people's eye. You know, like 
we have people running in fucking circles. Like people <laughs> yeah. are just running themselves ragged, trying to sell shit that that takes care of itself. It was like, I know what to do with this. I don't. You don't have to tell me on the back. You don't have to suggest like what to do with this at all. Just I know. I know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. I, I guess like the way food works, right? Is is we just need to eat and feed each other, right? And uh, a lot of really great stuff can happen with very few ingredients. Yeah. And everything else that we're doing is waste. And it's it is uh uh be it's problematic. It it well, like it, it's burning down the Amazon, you yeah. know. <laughs> well, eat in like you know, and we do things like uh, uh, Whole Foods bakes bread so that it always looks like there's this gigantic bounty of bread so that you come around the corner and you're like, oh, look at all this bread. But it's like they're only doing that as a display, but they're literally growing fucking plants, baking bread, and then pitching it. They're throwing it trash. They're using it as like uh, advertising material. Yes. They're using it as if it's like made of plastic. Yes, absolutely. Like they are display. throwing them in the trash. It's a costume. It's a costume. It's, that's, not, that's not like f we don't sell the bread we don't sell that bread here. We display that bread here. Like, they should only be able to make enough TVs for one quarter of the population every year. No, they should just you and that put should it be in order when you need one. <laughs> and then they fire it up and you have to wait until they make it. You should just be allowed to buy one every four years, I guess. Mm, is that too? That's even too much, right? Four is too much. That's too much. Every 10 years? When it goes out, I think you have to bring in a broken TV. The only way you get a new TV is if you bring a motherfucking broken one. I'm good with that because I, I do that. I'm a good boy. That gets Every citizen gets one TV to rot their brain with. And if you bring in a broken one, you get a replacement. I Hey, listen, I broke a fucking I, I watched a TV with a blown speaker for like four years. I, so I'm fine with it. I'm good, dude. When I was like 16 on a Black Friday, I got like a 19-inch all-in-one DVD VHS TV, and I watched it from 17 to 27. <laughs> that was my TV. Me your, and my wife. friend at Adam, who we know, he gave me the first TV like that I got that wasn't that fucking thing. That's so funny. Me and my wife watch TV on two 19 inch, the big boys, like the big wide boys. Yeah. Until, uh, God damn, it was like 2006 when I bought my first like big flat screen. And then after that, it was like, I think I've had like five TVs in my adult life, which is probably too many, but like some of them were hand-me-downs, you know, like my last big plasma screen TV was a hand-me-down with blown speakers. I, I gotta say, as part of the Brett, pa Brett Payne charm and personality package is that I hang around with a lot of people that have expensive stuff and they're just like, oh, I'm upgrading my TV this week. And I'm like, well, what are you doing with that sweet old one you got? And they're like, oh, you want it? And I'm like, yeah, I fucking want it. How much? I, I got a great yeah, I got a great deal on my TV in Dallas. The TV I own now is the first one that I went to the store and proudly and awkwardly carried the box out myself, you know, tried yeah. not to fucking bang a corner, 
Ad didn't ask for help. Didn't ask for a cart. You should never ask for help no, with that kind of thing because it's so like, annoying. I fucking bought yeah. this myself. My, uh, it's like when you if you kill a four hundred pound deer, you gotta drag it home. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. It's just yeah. primal shit. Oh, you want to? You you're just get... acquiring screens for the family. You know. <laughs> you want to get a little bit annoyed with me? Sure. Uh, so yesterday I got a text from a really good friend of mine that I did not respond to, but she does listen to this show. So she, I apologize for not responding. It, something got away from me. I was about to record Shocktober. I was busy. Uh, there was a free washer sitting out on the curb by her house. <laughs> but I have two washers in the basement, dude. Well, I got to get rid of those washers. Once you start saving money, you can start from the... You could take the money that you're spending at the laundromat and put that towards paying someone to get the washers out because you're asking for like a white glove service on those washers that's what i'm asking for for sure like a, a not only white glove but i wish they could do it like okay so tomorrow my wife was driving home from your house today and uh uh rock hit her windshield it hit the windshield and put a little bit boy in it you know a little boy a little boy like a little hole Yikes. you know and uh i called my insurance, which I have cat. Look, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this right now. The difference between the Cadillac car insurance and the bad car insurance is like $15 a month. So I just went because it was going to be 90 bucks. And then I like changed all my deductibles to $50 and then added all the extra stuff. And it was 107. Uh huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm just. I'll pay the 107. Uh-huh. And uh, so I I called, I, I went and I did a claim online for my windshield. And uh, they're not going to charge me for a repair. And also a man is going to, or a man, guy, gal, or non-binary pal, a person is going to come to my house while I'm asleep. Oh, I love that. And they're just going to fix my windshield without ever talking to yeah, me. Yeah, they developed <laughs> that shit a while ago. I love that when it happened. That's what I want. For the washers. Yeah, I had someone. Okay. Yeah. So you you need your one. You would pay a monthly premium for um. Let's. How would you put it? Like work disaster insurance for your life. Right. Yeah. So there would be certain moments like there's a large piece of furniture. Um. I mean, what what's it? What's other big like? Uh, oh, my, my water. Heat. I have a bunch. I would plugged, that just be part of homeowners insurance? It should be because I plugged my help, tire yesterday. Help. There's there's two washers stuck in my basement. I need to make a claim. Right. Someone there was a out. there was a fucking screw in my tire for like two weeks, and we kept having to fill it. You know, and sure. I'm too cheap to buy a tire, so I plug them. And uh, I I plugged my tire yesterday. It took me. 11 minutes to get it done. My wife like timed it because I'd been putting it off for a month. Like I just filling the tire. Yeah. And then she was just like, she was just like, I keep getting up and the tires is flat and I got to go fill it. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it. And so I, I, I plugged the tire yesterday. I would have loved it if I had some sort of thing that I paid like $40 a month. And then I could just get on the phone and be like, hey, I need somebody to plug my tires. I got all the stuff here. And then they just come and do it and leave. And like uh, somebody that could, like I said, I could call on you Disaster if I need insurance. to. I like it. I could call on you if I need the washers moved. I could call on you if I need. I don't know, man. Like sometimes. You uh, should offer it. Yeah, we should. You should. I was. I'm not. I would love to it. see you on an infomercial in the middle of the night. Hey, folks. My name is Brian Quinby, host of Street Fight Radio. Do you ever find yourself with two washers in the basement that you don't know what to do with? <laughs> 
That sounds like a disaster. Again, I have a You'd TV like to have too. some insurance against a situation like that. I also have a TV I've been trying to get rid of for a lot. Not actively, but one time on Craigslist, I was like, free TV. And a bunch of flakes contacted <laughs> no, you? No, nobody contacted oh, wow. me. They're like, I, probably, the I took a picture of it. That like, probably hurt your self-esteem. That was like a 300 fucking pound TV, dude. I mean, nobody wanted it because everybody's getting rid of those. And that is something that I look at sometimes when I go downstairs. And that is what reminds me of the environmental disaster that capitalism in the world we live in is because those those two washers and that fucking tv are like on my back i feel like they're on my back all the time my wife brings them up sometimes and she's like we should get rid of that tv downstairs and i'm like but then we would have to carry it and that would be a whole thing and it's just like don't you i mean i have two mattresses right now in my dining room that i've been you, trying to get rid of you I can't, can't call yourself big and powerful if you can't pick up a tv i either. don't want to pick up a tv it's not that i can't it's that i i could pick up the tv with a little help obviously i would need another person and i can physically do it but i don't want to it's just where does it go it's heavy it's a uh, exhausting you, and why do you why do you get up in the morning then Cause I like life. I like being alive and stuff. <laughs> but don't you want to, you have to also kind of deal with what you did here. Like that's part of it. I didn't do it. anything. I just bought a TV. You, you put, you put those things in your basement. Well, yeah. You got to track them out. You know, that's been a thing. Uh, that's something we should talk about <laughs> a little bit. I'm going to stop putting stuff in the basement. Yeah. Keep it out. Because <laughs> I'm cleaning my basement out too. I'm not saying this as someone with a spotless basement. I have a hellish basement. Where I keep things that I think are worth tons of money. Um, but I, and I have been cleaning it out. But yeah, do not push it in the basement. I mean, the basement is a really good uh, illustration the of the giant garbage ball in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. To me. I mean, it is delaying the inevitable. It's like either it sits in your basement or it goes sits on the south side of town in a fucking dump until rust takes it away. Sure, yeah, so it's not really that big of a deal that it's in the basement, but at some point, and maybe when you're in the rush to move out of your house, you have to deal with it instead of just dealing with it now, you know? Like, you can't, you're like, it's better to deal with it as it comes, you know? Which I'm not doing, totally failing at, but it would be better if I dealt with it as it comes. I can't do it. I just... I, I did. I failed the project. I, I was like, I had a lot of other stuff to do today, and I'm not going to take care of your washers for you, I don't think. Well, I wish I could. Everybody was saying, like, everybody was asking for an update on it, and I said, oh, man, you know, we'll, see. Uh, we'll work on I'm it. I'm not doing it. I, I can't. have a shoulder. I, ha I can get it out. I you don't have, I don't want you to come over and fucking do it. This That'll make me feel like guilty. Yeah. My Same. wife would fucking hold that over my head for the rest of my life. Oh, Brett came over and moved the washer for you. Yeah, well, I mean, that might be what it takes. Might be advantageous. <laughs> That's going to kick you in the butt. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I she worries so much about that basement. I don't think about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's nothing... You don't really need to utilize it. I mean, you do need a working washer and dryer more than anything, though. It would be I, nice. I'm a, it, the, the amount of money to go pay is absurd. It would be nice. Yeah, and I'm kind of broke right now, so I'm sitting with uh, sitting on a big pile of dirty laundry. Right yeah, now. that's an interesting sitch. But I, I know get those paid days. tomorrow. I know those days. Get yeah. paid tomorrow, so I get to go do the laundry tomorrow. I don't like doing it. Like the the way we're doing the laundry now is so bad and pathetic because it is like you fill it all up in a basket, 
you wash it, then you take it home, and then you have to keep switching it into the dryer. And it's so heavy when it's all wet. What? That's how we do it. <laughs> Stop it. That's how we do it. Just, I can't. You don't, you don't pay for drying? No, I'm not paying for driving. I'm cheap, dude. Like, you know I'm cheap. Drying is expensive. It's like 25 cents for five minutes. I mean, I'm breathless right now. Um, it's just the way things work, dude. I couldn't do it. I I've never been it. in that sitch. I do not. I mean, I, I, we have to, so I, I, I feel like uh, something has to be done here to solve this situation because you're going to keep me up all night long. It, I'm going to just think now that I think that how long have you been doing this? Oh, like three or four since it was cold. It was since cold. It was cold it's almost yeah. cold again. I know. It's almost cold. It was cold this motherfucking morning. Trust me. I know. Six I know. months? <laughs> Yeah, I would say probably about April? six months I've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it happened before one of the tours. So it probably was, you know. Like WrestleMania time? Probably WrestleMania time is what I in would April. guess. Yeah, in April. So. Yeah, Good yeah I mean, we're used to it. We're soldiers in my house. We're very strong <laughs> soldier type people. So we just handle it. The only time I really feel super bad about it is when we're on tour and my wife has to do it that way. Yeah. I do it. I don't care. That is, Listen, that's shitty. We're like, yeah. I'm willing to take on any sort of burden as long as I don't have to spend money. Right. Like, so, like, I don't want to spend whatever it costs to get a new washer, but I will take the burden of doing all of that stuff. Just so I don't have to spend whatever money it's going to cost to buy the new washer all at one time. Yeah, I do have to reveal also that my wife stopped doing the laundry at our place because the bulbs burned down over here. And uh, I bought replacements and I put them in and they would turn on and they would go click, 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 click. And then they would break. And so I just grabbed them and screamed like fuck and just like bashed them against the walls. And I paid like $45 for the light bulbs. And she's like, when do you get the replacements for those? And now all in my mind, and I'm like, I already spent $45 on that. So they're not going to do it. It's not, it's just not until we leave is when that's going to get taken care of. I've grown very comfortable with uh, doing laundry in the dark. With so. you, man. I'm the same way, <laughs> dude. <laughs> fine. Like, we I've, already put, that's a money pit. If we buy more light bulbs, we're losing. That's a money pit. That's chasing good money with bad money or yes, whatever that thing yes. is, you know? I did the same thing. Uh, I have a chandelier. It, sort of. Th it's not an expensive chandelier, okay? Before you start getting crazy, it's the one that came with the apartment. But I have one of those chandeliers in my uh, dining room. And, like, I kind of... I, I If it were me, I would have put just a light in there. Yeah. But... My landlord said, let's put a chandelier in here. It has four separate little light bulbs that you put in there. And fucking three of them got to be burned out before I even start thinking yeah, about yeah. replacing it. And the fucking whole room will be sitting in a room eating. And it's like almost dark and there was this one light working and katie's just like you gotta fix this you gotta fix these fucking things and i don't i don't keep light bulbs in the house yeah you know probably should yeah you should i, I don't do. keep I anything do in the house i mean they're like onions at this point i just buy light bulbs in bulk to get the best deal on them i did that with batteries recently it's like the best thing i ever did in my yeah life. because this is the smartest thing i ever did I there's bought, some you can plug into the wall and reuse 
Yeah, I'm not going to do that. That always that initial investment is a lot. I'll hook you up. That's I a, just that's a common Brett Payne Christmas gift is the starter <laughs> kit for rechargeable batteries. I'm giving it use to, them. I've given it to two people now. I don't. I only use them for my remote controls. That's enough. That's better than buying them all the time. I think batteries are like useless now. I, hardly anything takes batteries. I have a child, and I probably use oh, see, I four dozen batteries. Yeah, we don't do that. I have also. I have Halloween decorations that are in rotation. That's I have true. all kinds of shit. Yeah, I have a uh, wireless fucking mice. I wouldn't let my daughter four of them in the house. <laughs> I wouldn't let my wife buy. Uh, I, I honestly, I wouldn't let my wife buy those like battery powered. Halloween any loop, decorations, I'd be like, nope, we ain't getting those. Sorry. I like, I think the Any Loop is the best brand, and uh, they're reliable, and uh, I have no complaints. I think the Rayovacs are shitty. Uh, the like CVS corner ones suck, but if you oh, I bought the Aldi ones, the dude. Sony ones or the Any Loops, uh, either of those are good. Yeah. So uh, somebody sent me a story right before we recorded tonight. Of- That's E E N E L O. O-O-P. No, it's E-N-L-O-M-N-N-O-O. I don't want to like E-N-E. give them any free publicity or anything. Why would people use rechargeable batteries? Mm, okay. Well, I'll, I'll allow it. Um, let's. Uh, I heard a good story about a uh, what I would consider to be a small business non-tyrant. You know what? What? I'm going to give this show a shot in the arm. Uh, this episode of Street Fight Radio is sponsored by Ivana Bitch Menthol Tobacco Flavored Vodka. The smooth flavor of Ivana Bitch Menthol Tobacco Flavored Vodka is uh, one that I enjoy. So uh, Ooh, let's do it. <clears throat> CEO, boss. Ooh, it's been a minute. We are evil to boss. Well, bosses are evil. We're the good guys, right? We, we don't like bosses. I'm a bad boss. I'm an evil boss. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not. Um, but anyway, let's. You're actually not. You're nice like me. We're I hate paying nice people. Boss. Yeah, but you also the people are very nice to us. We're nice to them. We don't yell at them or anything like that. And we don't. You know, I'm nice. I feel like okay. I'm nice. I feel like you're nice. All right. If you have to work, and most of us do, we found a man who may be the perfect boss. Gravity Payment CEO Dan Price just gave his lowest earning employees in Idaho, making $40,000 a year, a $10,000 raise. Within five years, their salary will increase to $70,000. The Seattle-based credit card processing company recently acquired Uh, a competitor in Idaho, and Price wanted to give his new employees a warm welcome. In 2015, he announced a minimum salary of $70,000 for his entire Seattle office and cut his own salary to $70,000. Tight. Price says he was sick of being part of the problem of income inequality and wanted to be part of the solution. Tight. His employees were grateful, and in 2016, they all pitched in and bought him a Tesla. Well, don't do that. I mean, that's wow. like too much. But uh, well, I don't know, man, but that's the thing, though, is like, seriously, once you make 70 grand a year, it's like, dog, let's you, go, go on for a Tesla <laughs> for that dude. And like, yeah, you can peel off a couple hundred dollars for somebody. <laughs> Right? I mean, that's what happens when people get that amount of money. They're instantly like, let's start giving fucking crazy gifts and shit. I know. It's true. I do it. I mean. All the time. My wife hates it, but she loves it. But, like, if somebody wants something, I'm like, you know, just buy it. She's like, that's $100. I'm like, no, it'll be great, though. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's like. 
just showing how how uh generous they people really are when they're not like being well, yeah, when they're not counting every fucking penny. Yeah. When like every dollar isn't like one that they're gonna pay with somebody today, but also promise for someone tomorrow, you know? Right. And uh they short double counting their motherfucking money. They shorten the article up or something, so I can't give you I but there was other information earlier that when I read it, so I, I wanna I wanna throw it in there. So this guy, he uh he was making whatever, millions of dollars. And uh, he said, I, I don't think I deserve more than everybody else in Seattle. But he does get to keep that. He's got all the pre, he's got all that money to retire. On. Oh, I know. He was but making the millions of dollars, I, right? Like, so he's fine. He does have millions of dollars. It's not like he's broke. One you know? of my oldest friends said one time that, like, once you make it to the top of the company, that the goal should be to work your way back down to the bottom so that by the time you retire, you're just working as like the cashier, right? <laughs> well, because, I don't I mean, get it. But like to down, like, like you like achieve, like achieve. You achieved and then you're like, okay. okay now. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it, you know, like there is a, you have to stop. Like people are talking about bil billionaire is absurd, you know, um, but million, you know, is something that's still, you can kind of make a big impact if you get a couple million dollars together. You can change the way a community and you know, like funding works. You can build a library or school, or you can do stuff with millions of dollars, right? And say somebody was to like be, you know, that level of uh, you know, to to get to that point, it's just like, I mean, just stop worrying. Just like walk away from stop it. Let somebody yeah. else take over. Like you know. I, there's no there's no genius nobody has it right forever you know i i think i do believe uh that someone can steer the ship but i we talked about it last i mean we did talk about this last week exactly and that like wait i'm the ceo well i'll do ceo stuff and seventy thousand dollars is fucking sweet i can order out food whenever i want my house is paid for Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you have to complain about? All right. Right. I your mean, car, your car fucking works. Your car payment works. You can pay for the Cadillac insurance. You got the extra 17 bucks for that good insurance. I actually like think that uh, even like if there, there should be just a minimum amount that you have, I guess, like in a way where it's just like, look, if or a maximum, I, there should be definitely like a maximum wage, but it's just kind of like. Everybody, I think, and this is just my guess, this is how I've always felt. Everybody just really kind of wants $500 more than they have. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's all anybody wants. Uh, like, at any well, time, most of Some the, people need more. I mean, I don't know. Or need more. I, I, what I'm saying is, it's not, I said that wrong. I think most people want 500 more than they need. I okay. guess would be... What I think. So, like, 500 more than what people need would be a very paltry sum compared to what, like, one person owns. Yeah. And I think that that 500 more than what I need seems perfect. Like, I don't need more than that. I think that's perfectly fine. And I think everybody should have 500 more dollars than they need. We should figure out <laughs> an amount that you need to live that is serious and honest and then just be like, all right, now we give you $500 more <laughs> and, uh, you know, still have social services and all that stuff. But, like, I've always just felt like uh, just a little bit more 
would make my life immeasurably better. I'm not asking for a bunch more, you know, I just need a little bit more because I don't have enough. I, I, I don't have an, enough to live comfortably well, yet. And I've, ex I've explained, like, I'm looking for a house now and totally going to like gentrifying neighborhoods and all that stuff just because I have no idea. It's just on an app. They show me a house. And I know, don't know what I'm showing up to, but like in, in, those neighborhoods, there's no reason to kick those people out. If they had fucking $70,000 a year, their shit would look just as nice as everybody else's, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not a mat. It's a matter of, like, of uh, distribution of resources. They, those people are working. They're working, struggling to get by and living in places that are falling apart. And, like, our response is to let them fall apart to the point where someone can come in, some disaster capitalist can come in. And buy a place and flip it, you know, because a million fucking TV shows and seminars about from Shark Tank hosts happen about how real estate is the best investment, you know? Right. Yeah. And I'm here and like being a part of this, they're tell like I'm already hearing that like, oh, you know, Facebook and Amazon and Google are all going to open up offices here. So <laughs> this the thing's about to change. This is a neighborhood in transition. People are. It's happening. I it hate is, that. It word. is happening. Like, Am it's, go, like these, it's gonna happen to us. Yeah. Facebook is opening up here. I don't know. I didn't look up Facebook, but somebody told me it was. I don't That's like this at all. So, but we usually get turned down from that stuff, though. But, and, I, mean, and, I don't like, know. I think. Uh, I think that that stuff's all ended up in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is the place where all that happens, right? Yeah. Facebook is building a seven hundred million dollar data center in Ohio. In New, in New Albany, just oh, outside well, Columbus. Not, yeah, that's outside. But, right, but that still brings in people that can buy fucking condos. And, You're right, and, and they don't want waste, to live in the suburbs. Yeah, and they can oh, right, waste yeah. a lot of money. But uh, I wanted to say that this this dude, though, that uh, gave the raises, also, uh, I, I thought it was very cool of him to... Uh, let the people in Boise make the same amount as the people in Seattle. Like he set them up that in five years, they'll all be making a minimum of $70,000 a year. Yeah. And uh, the original article had interviews with some of the employees, especially some of the employees, like kind of at the bottom level of the place that were making 35, $40,000 a year. And, uh, oh man, they were so grateful and they were so I mean, that, happy. I mean, that changes your attitude about work. It, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, um, you know, they want people to come in there and be proud and own it as a family. If I know that's what my future is, like, I'm very, I am happy to do that. Like, I will show up and be grateful. I'll do all the extracurriculars. If I know you're planning on paying me something, um, that will make sure that I'm comfortable and not stressing over money like every minute of the day right it's incredible um like that that kind of a promise or that kind of a that kind of a, an increase in pay is just unheard of yes i know i know it's something we're, that we're scraping it out like i remember talking to bosses about getting like 24 cent raises and being like do you think you could do 27 and they're like ah, it's just not in the budget right now right right they never that is they never uh give you even a dollar an hour no it's not even like something no, you never i've never talked i mean i got a dollar an hour i think when i did heavy equipment training at a warehouse but other than that like it was fighting for 75 cents yeah exactly exactly and and it's that's so unfair uh so um 
I can't find the story and I didn't paste it, but I want to talk about something I saw about an Ohio court case recently where a guy sued his employer for, uh, I don't remember what the word, retaliatory um, firing. He got fired, he thinks, because the employer uh, didn't like something that he did, you know, like they that you can find, I guess you can sue for that. So he did. And uh, this guy sues his employer for firing him. And uh, the explanation that they gave was that here was the issue. Here's why he got fired. He had a shoulder injury where he had intermittent FMLA days. Okay. And uh, that meant that there were times where he would maybe be off for a couple of days. Yeah. Because his shoulders fucked up and he has to go do shoulder stuff. Right. Okay. Uh, he started taking vacation around those days, which anybody would do. Anybody would do. So what the company did was they hired a private investigator to follow him around and they caught him golfing twice and they fucking fired his ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy it sucks i mean right? that's, it reminds dude, me i of- mean no that's a, that's definitely i mean that sounds like that sounds like being on a smoke break something that you would make up like oh you know those motherfuckers would hire a private investigator to chase it down you ever try to do something I don't like know. that the truth is i like, mean that's like a, that is just fucking so hilariously tragic the truth is like when i was on workman's comp <laughs> i constantly worried I, about a private investigator i'll tell you what me. i tell you you know why it doesn't surprise me because when i was a kid i used to go down to the flea market and there was a teddy bear lady there and the teddy bear lady got written up in the newspaper and then we found out that the teddy bear lady was on disability and that she was not supposed to be doing any kind of work and it like made it made her ineligible fucking teddy bear lady got taken down it happened to my mom too (laughs) recently so i already knew about it that was like as a kid that was like when we were seven i was they were like yeah she got in trouble i was like what do you mean in trouble they're like yeah she she doesn't get her checks anymore i'm like what the fuck it's bullshit it is it's fun they did it to my mom too who was like cleaning houses she was supposed to be on disability for something that she has. I ne- I don't talk to her very much, uh, but she was supposed to be on disability for something. And she was doing like short shifts at a pizza shop, just like kind of answering the phones and checking people out and stuff. And somehow they found out and she uh, she got, got they the took her a, a payments away and she had to fight to get them back and then quit the job you know she like quit the job and then had to fight to go back and get them it's like she look at her she can't work yeah okay like anybody i I know you all don't know my mom but trust me the moment you met her yeah if you met her you would just say like just give her money to like stay away you know (laughs) (laughs) right just give her money to not go to work because you, but, uh, I found that I, but when I was on workman's comp, because when I was growing up on, uh, the local news and on like 2020, I believe, I don't remember it was one of those news magazine shows. They used to have like a segment 
where they would find people that were on workman's comp and then they would fucking follow them around and catch them on jet skis and shit. You know what I mean? And then they would jump out of the car and fucking be like, what are you doing riding a jet ski when you're on workman's comp? And I used to fucking watch that and it messed my fucking brain up. I was on workman's comp for a year and a half and I went bowling once. With a broken wrist, I had a broken wrist and I went bowling and I was like, I'm fucking, they're coming to get me. You know, I sat waiting for that phone call for the whole day. I I waiting for some guy to come in with like some workman's comp enforcement badge and just pull it out and say, we're taking it away from you. But it was like, I felt like I could bowl, you know, like it wasn't a big deal. My dad was a bricklayer, so he was constantly talking to or friends with or telling me about people that were trying to get some sort of workman's comp and we're just this one dude got driven insane like he said that to the point where they kept denying his claim and he showed up to court like a sweaty fucking mess with his hair just like sticking out from everywhere and was just like you you he's just like i stop like i'm done like i don't want to do it anymore you've convinced me like you're killing me with this. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to be done with this. You're driving me insane. And they were like, all right, I guess we, well, I'll we say finally, this. I guess, I guess you proved your point. You know, now that you've shown up in the courtroom in sweatpants covered in, you know, well, I, well, goo. dude, when I, uh, when I, when I was on workman's comp, so you have to get looked at, I think every six to eight months or something like that. You have yeah. to go to their doctor and they send you to a doctor and you go in there <laughs> And he spends two minutes looking at you and he's mean to you. And then he sends you out of the room and and like, you don't know what the end result of it's going to be. You don't know if he's going to say, well, he seems fine enough to work. And like, uh, when I went to the doctor, I was in a, like still in pain, right? Cause a broken wrist hurts and I was going through physical therapy and stuff. And just, I was off the pain pills by then, but I was still like, I just didn't like a lot of pain. Yeah. And uh, I went and I thought, man, you know how my brain is where like, it's always constantly the worst case scenario for me. And I always just think that And the doctor was just so mean to me. And he was like real rough with my wrist and stuff like that. But so I, I was just like, I was like humiliated by the whole experience, right? Like it, it was actually humiliating. I felt like I was. You like, went to a different doctor. It was their doctor. It was. And you the, just showed up. He checked your wrist. Yeah, I went to a different doctor, and there was a room full of. Basically, it was like a room full of people that look like me. That <laughs> it was just hurt guys. Yeah, it was just a bunch just of a hurt like guys collar dudes that get hurt on the job. Yeah, so it was like construction workers and like electricians. Was it like plastic tarps separating the room? Was it like a real room or was there like. Yeah, like you walked into a. Well, it wasn't a real room. You like walked into like. So you know how when you go into like the emergency a cat, more like room, a cattle pen, maybe something it was, closer to like how cows are milked. It was. It was like really humiliating. Everybody in that office, the the everybody that worked in the office was very mean, <laughs> and they kind of like just. It felt like they were like pushing you. Yeah, around. they were annoyed. You know what I mean? They had to process you. They were. They thought of you as someone they had to process, and they were just like, "Fuck, get out of my face!" You're just. Yeah. Yeah, and it just felt like. I don't know, man. It ha- it gave me these feelings like I was begging for money in a way for doing nothing. But it was like, no, I, you know, I I I pay into this and I did get injured at yeah. work. Like 
I deserve this. Yeah, but at the time, I I wasn't. I would. I wasn't a leftist. I wasn't probably didn't have any class consciousness or anything. So like the whole time I was there, I kind of felt like I didn't deserve the money I was getting. The whole time I was on workman's comp, I had this this just just like nagging thing of not feeling like it was fair or not not that it wasn't fair, but that it was just like some generous charitable thing that somebody was giving me money to not go to work, you know? Right. So, you know, despite breaking your wrist on the job, after getting robbed. Right. And you spend your time thinking like, well, uh, they can just take this away anytime they want. That's what it feels like. That's what it felt like the whole fucking time for me. Like after a year, actually, I think it was a year. They stopped paying me insight. The cable company stopped paying me and it reverted over to workman's comp and they paid you like 80% of your wages, but they didn't take taxes out. So you basically like got the same amount that Uh you were making or whatever. And, uh, but during the time that it was happening, I, I just, I, it really does something to a a person's brain, I guess it like, I had never gotten unemployment. I had never gotten kind of any, anything like that. And, uh, I just, my heart goes out to anybody that's fucking dealing with like the borough workman's comp or the, or, or the unemployment office, because after that experience, like that was such a humiliating experience. And it's, it, it really did feel like, like kind of going hat in hand, yeah. To a place, you know, and the whole time you're on it, you feel like you're being watched or that you can get in trouble for the things that I was describing earlier. So it is a really weird fucking feeling, you know? Well, no, I mean, when you file for, um, when you file for, uh, unemployment, like I, when you, when I talk to square people, they really believe that someone's going to check whether or not they applied for jobs. I know. <laughs> There's people that are like, no, I kept a spreadsheet the whole time I was unemployed. I was made sure I was ready if, the, if what they is showed that? up. What is the process? I have never been on unemployment. I Do you know the process or have you done it? Uh, well, I mean, it, back in the day, it was used to, you had to call and say, hey, I'm still unemployed. But now you can just go online and just say I'm unemployed. Or, But uh, you usually have to also... I don't know. I actually, I haven't been on employment in a long time, but the last time I was on it, you had to, you had to, uh, guarantee that you would, um, apply to two jobs that week. Okay. So you have to tell them. Yeah. You have to promise to like be applying for jobs the whole time. Is there, and I never did a requirement of proof for no, there's nothing. No, no. It's just, it's a matter of like, they just know that poor people are so honest and trustworthy that if you say that, like it, like that's going to shame 80% of people into doing it for right. real, for real, for real, for real. Like there's not, there are not many dirt bags like me that were like, Oh, that's supplemental income. Like that was my UBI when I was an eBay seller. Like when I got my fucking, uh, yeah. when, I, when I lost my job. Yeah, I was not applying for jobs at all, but I did meet people that said like, no, I have a spreadsheet with a like a PDF copy of every fucking um, application I filled out. And I'm like, that is crazy. Yeah, that is too far. But people are good. I mean, no, no people don't lie because they, don't. they, they feel want, like they yeah. don't deserve yeah, you it. Say you feel hat in hand. Yeah, it's a really weird. It is feeling. like Erica. I mean, Erica couldn't even get through it. Erica lost her job. And I was like, you have to file for unemployment. I'm like, she's like, what does that mean? I'm like. 
you sign online every fucking Monday or whatever when they open it up the goddamn gates and you go and put your info in there and say, hey, I'm not employed this week again. She didn't even fucking make it. Like, we didn't even, she didn't get it. Like, right. We when just I, made do. When I got, until like, she, she got a job quickly enough, but like, it was, it was, I mean, she, she was just not even compelled to do it. What the max that they pay you for a week is $424. Yeah. I just looked it up. So that's the maximum you can make per week. Uh, you have to have earned an average of well, at least two thirty-seven a week during the base period. So, uh, you can you can get uh, unemployment from firings, uh, layoffs, or it says so if you long. quit your job. But if we you quit your job, you in. won't be eligible for. Yeah, I want to know what's up with unemployment. Yeah, hey, if yeah, if you're on unemployment, and you feel like talking about it, you should call in on, on the call-in show because I'd be interested. Uh, but it is really depressing to think about, like, the w- how badly they make you feel for doing these things. And I mean, 26 weeks. You know what? It just, I mean, the, you know, uh, we, the um, government society, the way we organize things just lacks all perspective. I think that there's no, like, it's crazy that there's 70, only the people, the only people that we choose to run our government are fucking 70 year olds. Yeah. But there is no, like, wisdom at all. There's no long point of view where it's like, okay, Brian uh, got robbed at gunpoint and broke his wrist. Life is long. His career is long. If we want if we want him to be a part of this until he's out of here, he's going to be here for two or three more decades. We can take the time to spend a year and a half or two years for his recovery. You know, like these things just ha- are commodified to the point where it's like, I mean, I know someone that was like addicted to cocaine for a decade and they've completely turned their life around and it's not even different. They're they're 55 now and that was 30 years ago. But like but like their life is even the same. Like we don't have any acknowledgement of like the the how much is going to happen, you know, and how many different chapters there are in life. And when it comes down to injuries and things like that, it is like rich people get the opportunity to stop everything that they're doing to get the finest medical treatment. That's why all of these ghouls live to 94 years old. You know, that's why all of the worst people in the world make it to 90 is they get to, they have regular visits with their doctors. They have skin people. They have fucking asshole people. They got feet people. They got poor people. They got everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go, we're denied. It's funny. It's funny. You just mentioned that my daughter's going to the dermatologist tomorrow. I had to go get her medicine. I'm going to I'm going to say this. And I know people are going to make fun of me, but whatever. I had to go get her medicine. Okay. It was $150 for two prescriptions. One of them was like a cream, like a facial cleanser. And one of them was an antibiotic. Got it. And uh, the the facial cleanser was $90. That was the main expensive shit. Got it. Uh, So I Googled the name of it. And uh, what came up was a brand that had all that stuff. It was called Differin, and it was nine ninety five. Okay, and uh, it was just like it was so crazy to see the difference. Like, and and that is an indictment, I think, of our healthcare system more yeah. than anything I, I can ever think of. That, that I paid ninety dollars for something that cost ten dollars because I was paying through health. Yeah, because somebody was like, "Hey, we can take this paste and." 
this we can take this nine dollar pace and charge 90 for it yeah that's all it is it really was the same stuff and uh did were the reviews like good yeah it's the it's it's a certain i i can look up what it is but it's a certain cream that people use and my daughter uses it's part of proactive too sure, sure uh but uh yeah I, i'm real happy that she's getting in there tomorrow but uh it is called That's adapalene weird. gel it's been it's really heartbreaking like dealing like i didn't have like a lot of acne growing up you know and uh it, it's it's pretty heartbreaking to to like why like i just feel like she you know whenever she brings it up it feels like you know real confidence it it like really hurts her confidence and it, it really makes me sad and like i i would move heaven and earth to to fix that that's like the thing that i just trying to do whatever i can and yeah uh, one of the things that uh has been a, a thing is like the medicine that they put you on for that stuff is fucking crazy yeah like, there's there's a medicine they were like the stuff they'll probably put you on uh you'll have to be on two different kinds of birth control you'll have to uh visit a doctor every month and take a survey and then your doctor will take a survey and then they'll also be checking your wow. liver enzymes yeah and it's like holy shit and this is just gonna cost a fucking ton of money yeah for this thing that's like kind of this normal thing that a lot of people deal with and like uh it's so fucking sad to me. Like, it's so, uh, just, just these things that we have to do that they inflate the price to a point where like, you know, if I didn't have insurance and shit, I wouldn't be able to afford this stuff. Yeah. You know? And so there are a lot of kids that just go, like, it makes me think about like the kids that go without healthcare. And I'm not talking about just for like skin stuff. Which is kind of a normal thing, but I just, well, it made me think about how many kids are like sick well, and yeah. haven't been to a doctor in years. Well, I've had, I've had, I mean, I've had similar thoughts about like the area that you're in where the parents are aware of certain issues, developmental things, allergies, you know? Like, I have to think that like peanut allergies are something that in poorer parts of the neighborhood are like something that you just get a bellyache over or like you avoid at all costs. You know, like mm -hmm. there's a lot of issues that are being uh, completely like aren't being addressed at all in some communities because there's no money to do that kind of thing. Yeah. And it does make it seem like it's just a rich person's problem, like a peanut allergy or a soy allergy. Yeah. But that's only because they're able to have access to the kind of scientific uh, they go to the doctor data yeah to tell them of these things yeah know? a lot of people eat stuff that they're addicted or that they're uh allergic to all yeah. the time because they don't know and it makes right. them feel like shit and they yeah. don't know why they feel like shit and uh don't tie it back to the the thing it is like fix the healthcare system you know we gotta fix this thing it's bad it I just doesn't help anybody like every kid to get to go to the doctor like it's wild that we don't even have a system where every child can get regular appointments. Like, uh, I think everybody in, I should mean, be allowed to. But you're right. I mean, you would think that we could sell them on a deal like, well, I mean, adults are on their own, right? But, like, kids can get, like, whatever they want. Like, we spoil the kids at least. Yeah. Like, that's not no, even the case. It's not the we case. We can't even no. get that deal. I mean, if you're a poor kid, fuck you is well, the like, way the, the yeah, whole thing is the schools are like, yeah, like, we're like, we're, we're just going to pay to go to a school where you, we're away from you. You know, we'll just avoid you and yep. go to a better school. 
Yeah. We'll use our money to get away. Uh, we'll make sure that your school is based upon how much your parents make. That's how much funding and education you'll get. That's how much, that is, that's how much the world is going to invest in you is how much your parents make. Yeah. That, that's what decides it. Yeah. Whether yeah. they're homeowners or not. Yep. Yep. Property taxes deciding. It's the wildest thing that property taxes decide the schools because there's such a stark difference that I can see just in that, like where I grew up was sort of a working class neighborhood just outside of Columbus and uh, the house. It's, it was an expensive neighborhood, you know, and uh, there was no money at that school ever. No, you know, half the time, like, they had, there were times saw, where they threatened to get rid of the football team. I just saw that your alma mater is thinking about doing the high school graduation in a mega church. Right. They've been saying that since I graduated. Really? Yeah. They want to make year, the move over? Every year they say they want to do it at World Harvest Church. <laughs> yeah, it's Rod Parsley. Pastor Rod Parsley. You got to look him up. He is Legend. something else. Legend. He's legendary. I've been to his house. Woo. And cable? Yeah. Yeah. It is large sure. i mean uh very the like righteous gemstones like type of a joint he has a helicopter uh and just incredible everything in the world yeah he's a rich guy yeah, god know? provides god does he's a <laughs> provide. prophet well he has to live like that so that he can preach the word of god like in comfort. It's not Robert Parsley. It's Rod Parsley. Is it Parsley? Yeah, it's like, Rod. Like the garnishment. Rod. Pastor Rod. Yeah. Pro, uh, Pastor Parsley. Rod Parsley from World Harvest. He gets down uh, in town. He was all over the public access. He ran a show, morning devotionals, where he would like shoot bolts of lightning into people that would like get him to like fall over and like. You know, start convulsing and shit. People speaking in tongues. I, I, I actually, I worked at a uh, a toy store over just on off Bryce Road over there, right on the outskirts of his like purview. Yeah, and there was several. There was a a a, a chick that I worked with when you called her house. Um, her parents answered. They were World Harvest people. When they answered the phone, they would say, uh, "Praise the Lord." Praise the Lord. Hello. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Like, they were all the way in. Right. I knew a lot of them. Uh, I think, like, the thing about it is that, what do you think of that? What do you think of having it at World Harvest if? I don't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's event a ve yeah. space. I mean, it's defined by, you know, that's for people that believe in magic and think that it's, like, some sort of special grounds because it's, like, crosses are there and shit. <laughs> But if it's a bunch of dirty ass hillbillies that are like cheering on their gap tooth kids that barely pass with D's, <laughs> like it's not going to be a holy fucking moment at all. Like it doesn't matter. That's Whatever's the cheapest is what the school should fuck. They should do it at their own goddamn gym in my mind. Like they used to do it on a football field. Yeah. Just stop with, don't spend money on it. I know. I agree. Use what you have. Yeah, use the fucking they, football. They, use the, the, the kids are complex. there all day long. You have them together for pep rallies and shit. There's a way to organize this so that they can all be in one fucking place without paying somebody to use a venue. Yeah, and I, I do. I understand, like, if you're, like, an atheist type person and you don't want to go there but, but you again you can carve x's into like the, that, well, the what arms you're saying, of the chairs and shit what you you're saying do like is upside like upside down crosses and shit that's what you're saying basically what you're saying is true it's not a magic place you know yeah. you're not gonna believe in god just because you 
went to World Harvest. Like, it's you're not going to accidentally turn into a Christian because you graduated at World Harvest Church, you know? But uh, there's also, it is like a church, though. You know what I mean? The and, crazy kind of and church. It's a right wing kind of church. Like evangel- yes. evangelical, like Rod Parsley has magic powers for real. See, here's the thing is why people don't want to have it in his place is that if Rod Parsley shows up, all of a sudden he's in control. He can use the power of God to stop you dead in your tracks and make you fall on your back. Yeah. He's like three steps under Joel Osteen. Probably. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's, just, he's Joel he's Osteen and Jason. Pimpin', like he's getting by and he's getting by in Ohio. Like people who search for Rod Parsley also search for Lester Summerall, John Hagee, Paul White, Creflo Dollar, and Jesse Duplantis. Oh, I love Ke- Creflo. Was in uh, Dallas when I was there. There was a guy that's whole family was into Creflo, and he used to tell me about it all the time. Yeah, they have a college, and they have a football team, and they have uh, a high school. World they Harvest. Have World Harvest. Yeah, does. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a little a whole little city over there. It's real mega. It's, there it's, was a guy that I used to work with that was the manager at the toy store, and he had a beard and long hair like Jesus, and we called him Jesus, and he would always be like, uh, "No, man, I'm, I mean, I'm not like that. I'm not." My daughter Christ. has I'm a not kid Christ-like. in her school called Jesus. I, I'm not Christ-like. Yeah, my daughter has a kid in her school that that they he call was Jesus. Jesus, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it says he doesn't do well. He he is very much like a uh, anti-gay guy. Uh, oh, that's why he's Jesus. Yeah. Well, he's pa- Rod Parsley. Yeah. Oh, Rod Parsley's He endorsed him. McCain in 2008. Yeah, he sucks ass. He's a bad one. Yeah, and he has a ton of fucking money. So, there you go. There's uh, lots of people that, like, get by on his... I guess you shouldn't... They shouldn't... I don't think they should be taking money that people put into a school and using it at such... At a place... That has spent so much like they're paying the church to do the thing there. Yeah. And like the church has done that this, church like, sucks. They shouldn't give stuff. money. They shouldn't give money to him. Yeah. You're right. They shouldn't give money to World Harvest Church. That place is a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 The guy that I worked with, also Jesus, he went to their school. He's like, Oh, I'm studying music in Bible college. I'm like, that's not gonna that's gonna just gonna get you as the leader of a church band, dude. Like, I I never How tell- are you gonna get on MTV? I will never in my life slam your uh, college major. I don't like whatever you do. It's fine. Yeah, like whatever your, your passion is, your calling. whatever your calling is, I will never discourage you from doing the thing that you care about in college. I got a fucking sociology degree. And uh, but like I have people in my family, my extended family that went to like christian colleges that aren't accredited and it's just like oh we should not be like letting people take out loans oh to yeah go to christian oh colleges. yeah <laughs> to learn the scales yeah. <laughs> to learn how to play jesus i love him yes i know yeah the or Bible just tells learn, me so learn like christian fucking uh what do you do there? Like Christian uh, literature, business, maybe Christian, Christian literature, literature <laughs> Christian. Well, they, they got the one book. That's it. You can't like, well, learn about Christian yeah. literature. <laughs> I guess you could do Left Behind, the Left Behind yeah, series. Yeah, Left Behind would be great. That's yeah. Christian literature. That's lit, you know? Yeah. 
All right, we're done here, man. That was fun. Thanks for fun tuning show. in to Street Fight Radio. This is the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation, like we said. You can give us a call this Sunday night. No, night. you can't. This Sunday night, uh, there is a live Trillbilly show in Cincinnati, and we would never miss our friends' True. Uh, live show ever. We would never miss somebody's trillbillies are good entertainers they're the best they're they're two of the best lee baines lee baines third there yeah and then like i'm hearing they have two special guests that aren't me and brett but they're from ohio and uh they know them so it's not us it's gotta be somebody else don't don't promise them somebody besides us it's gonna be somebody else maybe okay it's a surprise let's see it's it's us. I mean, but don't tell anybody. It's good. It's supposed to be a secret. Okay. Where's the show at? It's at the uh, yacht club. <laughs> yeah, I keep getting it wrong. It's like Riverside Yacht Club, River North, maybe. I'm 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 getting it right now. I I am the worst at plugging because I didn't know we were going to. But uh, so also, if you want, Austin tickets are on sale, and I just bought. I bought um, plane tickets and hotel and transportation for the West Coast. We're coming in November. We're going to Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, L.A., and San Diego. We're bringing Minion Death Call with us. We need money because I just spent a billion dollars securing all of that. Head to store.straightfightradio.com. We have guys, gals, and non-binary pal shirts available. We have Hellfire Tour shirts available. Come support the show by putting a union-made, very soft, wonderful, beautiful t-shirt on your body. Yeah, I want to say uh, Northside Yacht Club is what it's called. But I, I would like to... I, I also just... Uh, I guess we can take this time. I didn't have a lot. Benny of st- Hinn was the one. Benny Hinn. He forgot about Benny one. Hinn. He would get the jacket out on you. Oh, I like it. That jacket would get imbued with like the Holy Spirit. And when it got a hold of you, you'd get electrified. I should watch some of those guys. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Benny. Hinn's I don't good. think I've watched very much, but uh, you you watched a lot of uh, broccoli and buckets, the bakers. The Baker? Jim Baker. Oh, yeah. Mostly what I watched. I watched Pastor Rod for a number of I, years. Yeah. I mean, every Columbus person did. I mean, in if the middle didn't of have the, cable. Rod Parsley was on. If you were doing mescaline and you were up in the morning, he was doing his shit very early on Sundays. Yeah. The summer I did acid every day. Every other day for the whole summer, I would sit up and watch Pastor Rod every night. Or listen and Same. or have them on TV and listen to Twisted, but like uh, Just that watches fucking get down. Yeah, Watch yeah. People go bananas. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we should just since you know while we're talking about we are yeah the the West Coast tour is happening uh, with Minion Death Called and and uh, uh, pro, uh, a Canadian podcast yep. that I have been on before that. Uh, Blocked party that we shouldn't say because you know of 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 uh visa stuff uh but uh we'll be doing some stuff with them the pod cast will be yeah live at those show opening up uh so a lot of cool shit coming up and uh again we're looking into uh, a, like a really big thing in columbus so yeah we're we're kind of working on maybe uh 
putting together a nice little variety show that you'll get to watch streaming on TV live. We have Florida planned. Um, you know, Katie came over today. April in Florida. Uh, end of April, we're going to New York. Hellfire tour. Doing the South again in uh, August. We're doing Milwaukee and July. We, I love that we pick year. August to go to the South every time. You know, it's yeah. like, why not? You know? So we will, yes, we are coming to Portland, Oregon uh, in November. We will be I think there. you can already buy tickets, actually. Well, I have to, no, I have to set them up. I'm going to oh, do okay. that now. Okay. We have to get the poster together, and I gave them until the end of the month, so I'm waiting until then. Tickets for Portland will go on soon. Once we get all that distributed, you'll be able to spend your money on shit. You'll be able to go. see us all. If you're in the, we're coming back. We're coming back around, baby. Have a uh, good night. Support us on street on uh, Patreon. That Shocktober's dropping Monday, September 30th. So patreon.com slash radio. Peace to the Middle East. The sun goes down another dreamless night. You're right by my side. You wake me up. You say it's time to ride. In the dead of night, strange canyon roads, strange look in your eyes. You shut them as we fly. As we fly. Dark hollow town, Carson City lights Baby, let's get high, spend Johnny's cash, hitch another
to look at your 